0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A wide receiver, yes, please. I will take the wide receiver. Whatever perceived baggage there might be, and all. Good morning to you. Good Saturday morning. I'm Dan Kavachvich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers Special Edition Draft and At. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates each weekday that I hope you'll check out. George Pickens became the Steelers' second round choice in the NFL draft last night, coming out of Georgia. Only caught five passes as a senior. One of those was a big one, a 52-yarder in the national championship game. And in the third round, dealers took DeMarvin Layal, a defensive lineman out of Texas A&M, with more of a pass rushing bent than that of a run stopper. So the first thought that comes to mind when you look at the collective, and by that I mean including Kenny Pickett in the first round, what did the Steelers take? Yeah, quarterback, wide receiver, and defensive lineman. Boom, boom, boom. I am not exactly boasting when I say that that's what this show has been predicting for weeks now because I don't think it was a particularly difficult prediction to make. This is what they do year after year after year. They will swear up, down, and sideways that they're not drafting by position or by need. And yet, year after year after year, that's how it breaks down. And you know what? That's fine. I don't care what it is that they say anywhere near as much as what they do. And by getting pickings they address what i felt was the most glaring need on the current roster yes quarterbacks the most important position yes defensive line was probably the most urgent to address in a future kind of way with cam hayward tyson lulu and if stephon tuit comes back all being 30 plus but there was no way that this 2022 team was going to be competitive without a significant addition at wide receiver and probably more than one. And Pickens makes for a really encouraging start, provided he's healthy. And it can't be any coincidence. When Tomlin placed the call to Pickens, he brought up health right then and there. George, what's going on Mike Tomlin, Pittsburgh Steelers? How you doing, man? Where you at? Good. You got family around? Awesome. Hey, we're about to make you a Pittsburgh Steeler, brother. Hey, man, we are we are excited about you, man. You had a heck of a pro day. You displayed your health. Uh, we're excited about putting you into the fold, man. Uh, we're going to need that playmaking. It came up after the pick too, when Matt Canada met with reporters on the south side and had this to say about the Pickens choice. Obviously, super excited about George and the draft pick we got. Uh, you know, coming out of last year, he began early draft prep. Thought he was, you know, maybe the best wideout coming out. He had a tough injury there through the spring. Showed great, you know, battle to come back. Played late in the year for them. Um, we were able to go to his pro day. Coach Tomlin was there. Coach Jackson was there. Mr. Colbert was there, and uh, he was impressive beyond belief at his pro day, showing no signs of any injury or you know, anything that way. So we're really, really excited to be able to get him at any point in the draft, but we are, we're fired up about having him on our team. Yep. Health, health, health. Pro day, pro day, pro day. That's what did it for them. They watched him. They believe that he's fine. As such, given how highly they valued him previously, they believe they got one of the better wide receivers in the class. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Now, what's that mean for the wide receiver room? Well, Chase Claypool has a brother, and I say that only because Claypool was the one who was sent up to the stage to announce the pick and, of course, welcomed, respectfully and generously so, Pickens to the family. But the truth is, if Pickens does what the Steelers expect, then he's going to push not just Claypool, but also Deontay Johnson. See, Pickens' profile, and in fact, Pickens mentioned this himself last night in a conference call with Pittsburgh reporters. He has played the slot, but he's played a lot more on the outside. And he's seen as a guy who can make plays downfield using his length. He's 6'3", using his really good hands. There have been questions in the past about his route running, his discipline, uh, even some curricular early in his time in college when he was suspended for a fight with a Georgia Tech player. But for the most part, his reputation is his athleticism, his size, but principally his hands. Now, tell me please what the issues have been with Claypool and to a lesser extent, but occasionally with Johnson. Yeah, they don't make the catches they're supposed to make. We saw it how many times last season, including in critical situations and especially later on in the season. I've maintained throughout the pre draft process that the one position you could lock down guarantee would come into your camp, meaning in Latrobe, and start for you right away, would be wide receiver. And there's no reason to believe Pickens wouldn't be that guy. Now, Pickens doesn't have to bump Claypool or Johnson from the starting lineup. Obviously, it's 2022. You're going to get three receivers, even four receivers on the field. But what he can do is bump them down the pecking order. There's still only one football being thrown out there. There's still only one primary receiver on every route. more pickings shows, the more footballs he gets. The more footballs he gets, the less the other guys get. Matt Canada referred to this player as one the Steelers needed. He used the term need. This is someone we need, was the exact quote. He's right. He's right. He didn't say this part. In fact, he spoke respectfully throughout his session, Canada did, of both Claypool and Johnson. Part of the reason that another significant receiver, and ideally a better one, would be needed is that, as I've been saying for more than a year now, that room has been way too comfortable for way too long. Whatever it was that was holding Juju Smith Schuster back early on before he got hurt, he had dropped down some. He certainly wasn't what he was as a rookie. So you couldn't really look at it as even though Juju's the older guy and they all looked up to him that he was going to be the number one receiver. They all knew better. They all knew better. They all knew the bar wasn't going to get raised to some super level. Johnson ran up stats that could make a case for him as a number one based mostly on volume. But is there anybody that really sees him as a true number one in the NFL? Anybody around here? Besides, what bar was he going to raise? He and Claypool play very different roles in that offense impact receiver has been added i don't know that this will be the best thing that comes out of this draft for the steelers obviously picket ascending into some franchise quarterback would be a much bigger deal but i do know that it was here's that word again needed when we come back just one question Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's time for just one question that comes to you from our friends at Mike's Beer Bar on the North Shore, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, home to 500 craft beers, 350 of those local, 80 of those on tap. This is Pittsburgh's premier craft beer destination. Check out Mike's Beer Bar on the North Shore. Ryan has our J1Q for today, and Ryan asks, how far would Malik Willis have had to drop for the Steelers to consider taking a second quarterback? You know, as much as hypothetical questions tend to make me cringe, I'm... Thinking the same thing and watching all this and watching this poor kid. They're showing him in the in the green room, just dying over there. And at some point you're like, you know, give the kid a break. Stop showing him at all. Turns out he doesn't get taken until the third round, 86th overall, by the Titans. And it looks like it would be a good fit for him in Nashville. Ryan Tannehill is owed absolute ton of money, $27 million, then $29 million over the next two seasons. That buys Willis some time for the maturation process that we had been discussing here for quite a while. In fact, it was the same time span because that's how long Mitch Trubisky was signed for. In parentheses, the one thing I would worry about as it relates to Willis and Tennessee, is that they had Marcus Mariota. That didn't work out there, so he's going to get labeled as another quarterback in that mold, and maybe there's going to be an audience down there that won't give him a chance. But now, ending the parentheses, how long, indeed, were the Steelers going to wait? My thesis on the Steelers choosing Pickett was based almost entirely on the value of putting multiple quarterbacks with real potential into the same pool and seeing who among them emerges. So Willis could have been brought in as a, I don't know how far down the depth chart you can push Mason Rudolph until he's Milton in the basement on office space. But let's just go ahead and do that. To Rudolph. He can take his red stapler down there. And if you don't know my Office Space references, you need to just stop listening to this and go watch Office Space. It's good for the soul. Best movie ever made. But in that event, Willis comes in as the clear number three quarterback. And he learns while working behind a now very clear two man competition between Pickett and Trubisky, which is all that competition is going to be anyway. So I'm not going to lie. It crossed my mind before they picked Pickens, before they picked Leal in the third round, especially. Because now you're in the third round. Now you're in, like, bonus territory. If you really liked Willis enough as a management team that you were going to take him at number 20 overall, And bear in mind, there are no lie detectors here to prove this in one direction or the other. And he's still sitting there with your third pick. And your basis for bringing in all these quarterbacks is that you just want to get as many of them as possible because the position is just so important. And we want to make sure that we do right by the Steelers in the future and that Kevin Colbert goes out in a big way. And one way or another, Colbert is going to have left the Steelers their next franchise quarterback. And it's really hard for me to fathom looking at that logic and then thinking that they wouldn't have even entertained the idea of adding Willis. Because the only way around that is to presume that they valued Leal higher than they did Willis. And would you buy that? Would you buy that? That they took a third-round defensive lineman because they thought he was better than the quarterback they were going to take at 20 overall? You see where I'm going here? Unfortunately, we're not ever going to know this. There's never going to be a clear answer to this. If there's one thing that football people will take to their graves, it is secrets related to the draft. Even after you're out of the organization, even if you're sitting at a bar with somebody talking about past drafts, you're not going to get that kind of material out of them. That's blackball territory when you do that. You're just not going to get work again if anybody finds out that you're chit-chatting about drafts and who valued who because that costs people, particularly scouts and evaluators, their jobs take that from a reporter by the way who just heard in recent days from an angry scout about something that i wrote about his incorrect evaluation years ago and how that information had come my way and believe me it's a touchy subject that's as far as i'm gonna go with that we'll never know what the steelers would or wouldn't have done with Willis. But boy, are we not going to stop talking about it anytime soon. I appreciate the question. And I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We will have another bonus edition of this show tomorrow, meaning Sunday.